Hey everyone, welcome to Comic Book Women. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, stop. Tonight's show is gonna be divided into two halves. For the first half, the girls and I will be interviewing artist Alice Barnes and author Jacob Murray about their upcoming book, The Eighth Immortal. It looks amazing. The second half of the show will be a spotlight to welcome birthday to girl, comic book Jenny women. Frizen. Stay tuned. Thank you, thank you. Stop. Tonight's show is going to be divided into two halves. For the first half, the girls and I will be interviewing artist Alice Barnes and author Jacob Murray about their upcoming book, The Eighth Immortal. It looks amazing. The second half of the show will be a spotlight to Welcome birthday to girl, comic book Jenny Frizen. Stay tuned. guys we are back as i mentioned earlier we have artist alice barnes and author jacob murray with us tonight how cool is that both of the creators in the house uh let's get started okay Jacob, Alice, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate it. Oh, our pleasure. Hello. Thank you for having us. Yes, Alice, thank you so much. It's so cool to have you guys on. I can't even tell you. We've never had an artist and an author at the same time. So this is a first for Comic Book Woman. Big deal. All awesome. right. To kick us off, Jen has a question for you, Alice. Uh-huh. Um, I was just really curious how you got into uh, comics for art. Okay, so... <laughs> I would say um, I've always loved um, Japanese comics or manga growing up, and um, I watch a lot of anime. And um, so I think from the time I was very small, I, I'd always wanted to draw comics. Um, I studied art in college, and I worked in games for a little bit. But then, like, after a while, it just didn't feel like what I really wanted to do. So then I went back and just started like from the ground up like just drawing comics because like how how do you get into comics without just um sitting down and start drawing comics all day every day <laughs> until you're you know good enough to like um get published somewhere or you know like enter some contests there, there's actually a lot of contests online for up-and-coming comic artists to get recognition that way that's really cool. That's amazing. Yeah, we were checking out your website. It was Yumi <laughs> Darling, if I pronounce it correctly. Oh, yes. Uh, so Yumi Darling is my handle for, um, like, my fan artwork. So, I yeah, like, I, I, I guess I didn't even mention this, but I spent a lot of years um, as a convention artist. Like, you, you go to comic cons, anime conventions, and you set up a booth. And, uh, like, I would sell a lot of prints of fan art just like popular anime or you know western properties as well just whatever i was interested in that's awesome oh, i can see your academia I love oh it. yes <laughs> yeah that that one i i'm pretty happy with that print <laughs> beautiful yeah and then i through through us meeting through comic book women i oh my gosh <gasps> 
This was like years ago. Uh, Donnie Bosco was doing an autograph signing uh -huh. and he was selling these prints and I'm like, oh, so cool. This is like super con or it's in, it was in Florida like years oh. ago. I'm like, wow, like happenstance, right? <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I, I remember um, Dante Bosco was at a convention I was selling at. And then I, uh, because I, I found out he was doing autographs. So I went over to his table and like brought him prints like as a gift, just like, oh, I, I, I love your work as you go. And um, after that, he contacted me and asked if he could actually use the Zuko print uh, for autographs. And I was like, <laughs> it was such a exciting moment. Um, and also another thing is that uh, I really like the pairing of Zuko and Katara. <laughs> As we know that that wasn't like the official pairing, but um, like Dante Bosco is a little like known for supporting that pairing as well <laughs> online. So that was really exciting that oh, he liked that. You are talking part. Jen's language right now. She is a huge, is it manga or manga? I'm going to say manga mm -hmm. fan. Oh, well, um, How do yeah, you say manga. Manga? Manga. She's yeah. a huge fan. This is the yeah. manga shipping world that I know nothing about. Oh, well, so this this is actually for Avatar The Last Airbender, which isn't oh, an okay. anime, but it, we'll it's very watched. anime influenced. Yes. So there's a lot of crossover. Yeah. I mean, it was that one episode. There's one episode where uh, Katara mm -hmm. and Zuko are in uh, a cave, and she was gonna heal him <laughs> with this like special water, and you're like, "Oh, he's she's gonna like heal his scar," but then something bad <laughs> happened. So like, but ever oh, since yeah. that episode, people were like, "Oh, uh, well, I don't know. This this is getting into a tangent, but uh, <laughs> for me, it was like the first season when Zuko like took her water tribe necklace." <laughs> Like, I forgot what episode that was, but from that point on, I think I was, like, hardcore uh, rooting for them for, like, years. Well, yeah. then they even end up that way. Like, the last ep episode, they go together to go against Azula, and you're like, oh, yeah. hey. I know. Oh, my gosh. You two are nerding out. <laughs> oh, yeah. What happens on We just All I know about Avatar is my daughter named her recent dog Appa. That's awesome. Oh, that's so cute. I know that character. Aww. Oh, yeah. I bought, I, for Christmas, I got them Appa socks and Appa, <laughs> a big Appa pillow for the Appa dog to sit on the Appa pillow. Nice. Oh, so that's amazing. Cute. <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. Did you feel like it was like a huge compliment him, as, him asking you for the prince? Like, how did you feel like at that moment? Um, I tried to be cool, <laughs> I guess. Alice, you're nothing if not cool. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, like inside, you're you're like, oh, there's so many things you want to say, or like, <laughs> you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, I don't know. I just I just try to think about the business side of it. I guess that's awesome. Yeah. Cool as a cucumber. Yeah. All right, so that was a little bit about Alice's background. If you guys mm -hmm. weren't familiar, but Lucy, you had a question for Jacob. Yes, uh, Jacob, what was your first published comic book? Uh, I've had one before The Eighth Immortal, and it was a, a very long title, Court of the Dead, Shadows of the Underworld, uh, <laughs> from uh, Sideshow Collectibles and Insight Edition. Um, it was a uh, original graphic novel. I think it's about like 100 pages. This is really crazy, uh, 
crazy dark fantasy world that Sideshow has put out, and I was honored that they uh, chose me to write their first compiled graphic novel for the property. Oh my goodness. You know what? The girl. I remember seeing that booty. <laughs> it was Wait, the, booty, the booty, the Gethsemane booty? or yeah. the <laughs> like her, it's Just the way she is. I remember that her. Uh, she was uh, at the comic book store where I used to work at. They had her. And it, right now, I just, it, it just clicked. I'm like, wait a minute. You oh, said cool. Sideshow. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that is yeah. her. Okay. They, they put out a bunch of statues. I mean, that, you know, Sideshow is primarily a collectible company. Um, and so they started off this property making a bunch of uh, just awesome statues. And that's how mm -hmm. I learned about it. Was it uh, Comic-Con in, in 2015 when they first made their big, big display? They had this big hallway they set up at their giant booth. And it was just like all these haunting macabre and yet like just beautiful. Like it, it, I love how they're, they took this really grotesque stuff. I mean, you had like, you know, zombie-esque characters with their entrails pouring out next to these really beautiful Valkyrie women and everything just was so harmonious and it was just so great how they took that like disgust and beauty and merged them together just without shame. And I just fell in love with it immediately. And so I just started harassing them to let me write it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, that is so cool. I have not read this one, but the cover is enticing. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, where can I find this? I'm guessing it has to be on eBay, right? Probably. Uh, it's not, I think they're still selling it through the Sideshow website. You can, I mean, it's, it was published through Diamond, you know, uh, normal uh, comic distribution outlets. It was in Barnes and Noble for a while. Um, I think they might still have it on their website too. Um, okay. It's on Amazon, you know, the distribution was really, really great for it. I was really pleased. Um, I gotta say, please, please judge this book by its cover because the cover is awesome. I can't promise you it gets any better on the inside, but the cover is <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it could be a, a, a show, like, you know, one of those Netflix originals or mm -hmm. something like that, that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they've done a lot with it. They've got another graphic novel. They haven't, uh, I don't know if they've, I know that they've teased it, um, but there's going to be more graphic novels. Um, they've put out um, a lot of other web comics, um, and they're just constantly, there's a board game coming out for it, or they did a Kickstarter for a board game. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty all-encompassing property. They've got a... Now they've got one six scale figures that they've made, and I think through a company called Fison, if I remember correctly, that does a lot of that kind of stuff. And then obviously statues. I mean, the world is pretty expansive. That's right. Awesome. There's so so the, the this one was your first published comic. So do you feel like this kind of gave you a? I want to say like maybe like an outline or a floor plan on how you're going to approach future projects. Like, do you understand? now what the process is and how much hours go into doing this type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely learned a lot on that book. Um, right. I, it wasn't the first comic I'd written. It was the first comic I got published, but um, you know, eighth Immortal was actually the, the first draft of which was the first comic that I wrote. It was the first like kind of test thing when I just decided, let me see if I can write a comic book, <laughs> and, uh, which is basically how it happened. Cause I, I mostly had written um, in other mediums beforehand. Um, so, yeah, doing this process, and it was an interesting process because I didn't actually ever, I, I worked with the people at Sideshow, and so I worked with them, you know, went over the story. I think we spent a year writing it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was a long process. <laughs> it it, it kind of snowballed. It started off, they threw a project at me, you know, hey, write a couple of little um, 
you know, one shots for a couple of our characters. And then I thought, well, why don't all these one shots have a through line through them? You know, why not? And then they liked that idea. And then it just kind of grew and grew and grew until they finally said, hey, we like this enough. We're going to turn this into a full graphic novel. And, you know, my head started to spin and <laughs> then we were off to the races. But a lot of drafts, a lot of a lot of editing. And then I handed off the scripts and then they took away and they have this amazing artist, Ivan Karitarev. Uh, whose name I sadly always mispronounce, um, but <laughs> yeah, amazing artist. And he did like everything in the book other than the lettering. I think he had some help with the colors here and there, but like almost everything you see in that book. And if you flip through it, it's just, I mean, what's that word? Like phantasmagorical. It's, um, it's a, word? I think so. Phantasmagorical? Phantasmag phantasmagorical it's either a real word or something that i used to say in high school that just stuck around and you know, <laughs> let's make it a word <laughs> Jacob, um, you brought it up so let's talk the eighth immortal um yeah the perfect segue can you give us a brief description about what this book is about without giving away any spoilers oh god i hate that question um <laughs> no pressure. Um, it's primarily about a group of um seven immortals whose uh goal it is to make sure that there never becomes an eighth immortal um for for reasons um it, it's a book largely about uh loss and trauma and what that does to the psyche and you know how that degrades over time that that was pretty good. You didn't give away too much, but you you yeah. gave the premise of it that you have these immortals that are born and they can't go beyond the number seven for reasons unknown. For reasons unknown. Yeah, you uh, know what? This one uh, before, like, uh, before you, I knew you guys were coming to the show. I already had it on my pickup list. Oh, really? Because, oh. Yes. Aww. I I I'm not kidding. Like, I I saw like because uh, I, I I love uh independent comics, mm -hmm. and this one, the cover, it just kind of like. I'm like, what? What is this? It, it looks. I I love a more of the dark side of the stories, mm -hmm. you know, more creepy, and mm -hmm. it just kind of catch my eye right away. And I was kind of reading what it was about, and I was like, oh my god, I need to pick this up. I, I need to have this book. <laughs> and oh, when, uh, when awesome. When Laura told me that you guys were coming, I was like. Oh, Oh my God, I have this on my pickup list. That is so cool. <laughs> Yay, the system works. Yeah. Well, so the covers are, are, well, the color cover is done by Tiffany Terrell. Um, and I, I'm not really sure how Jacob found her, but he did. Uh, the and, same way I found you, Alice. I was uh, oh. a convention. <laughs> convention. Okay. That's like, yeah. you know, like I said, I came to comics kind of like in a roundabout way. So I didn't. I didn't have any contacts and I wrote this thing and I had no idea what to do with it. And the book was Sideshow was all in-house and I never worked directly with the artists. So I, I just had, I had nowhere to go with it. And I didn't even know what I wanted this book to look like. Mm -hmm. And I, it, I was walking through Long Beach Comic-Con uh -huh. in 2017, <laughs> Alice. And yes. I just, Alice's booth. And I, like literally the thought, I looked at her art. She had this picture I have in the other room. I bought it for my wife. Um, of a uh, ballerina in like on lily pads um and i just the image was so striking and this whole time i wasn't even necessarily looking but just in the back of my head i'm like god i gotta find an artist for this book but i don't know what the book looks like i have friends sends me instagrams of artists does you know do you like this i'm like that's a great artist but i don't think it looks right for this book and i saw alice's booth and i went that's what this book looks like I have to talk to him. And I was lucky enough that Alice was uh, willing to talk to this random stranger who approached her. 
at a convention. Yeah, yeah you no. guys went into my 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 question, like how do you guys mm -hmm. get about uh developing the interior and did you you and in Jacob like did you guys uh uh generate ideas or what you know uh that that was my question so you kind of answer oh. a little bit of it <laughs> yeah well i guess uh, a lot of I, once in a while i do get writers asking me if i want to collaborate with them on a comic um but it's like they don't always have a, a whole script or anything or they may just have an idea or they have characters but like jacob had everything wow. <laughs> he he had everything like basically um already um like written out and i just i read his script i thought okay it's it's really interesting um because i like the idea of immortals just in general and he was saying that like um the particular print that he bought, like the the girl that I drew looked just like the main character. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, okay, if, if it's this aesthetic, like I wouldn't mind drawing a uh, hundred pages of it or so. Mm -hmm. And um, also another thing that got me interested was that he mentioned he wanted to do like a selective color thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I like the idea because, um, for one, uh, full color comics is like a whole ton of work, and um, like, like I've I've done some uh, like short one shot comics before, and they're pretty much never full color. Um, like, yeah, I just I I don't have I I for me the thought of like fully coloring a comic makes me not really want to start it, <laughs> so. Um, I'm glad that like this was a like kind of a compromise, but also I think like we were doing something with it where it the colors are informing the reader of like the mood and atmosphere and what's important in each scene, like the eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think the eyes are where it started, Alice. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. I'm trying to remember, and I someone else asked me this question, like, where did you guys get the idea for? for the color palette. Cause to be honest, that's one of the things that most people have been keying in on. Um, and it's so interesting because, you know, I, I, th I remember you saying that you, you know, you'd love to draw it, but you didn't know about doing full colors. And I mm -hmm. said that that's fine, but they have, the eyes are really important. Like we show that eyes change and by color. And so we need to at least have the eyes and you were down with that. And I think it just kind of snowballed from there. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, and how cool that's turned out to something that was just kind of practical at first has really become a really uh, <laughs> design choice. And, you know, I mean, I know we should probably say that, you know, <laughs> we intended this from the beginning, but, you know. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I was telling you, like I read the, and then the cover, right? I, and then when I was reading the preview, because they should mm -hmm. give you a little bit of a preview, and I, that's what I, I really like that it's like a, like a uh, manga, manga manga mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> and you know like the way it looks and then the colors because usually manga it's like uh just uh black and white right but i like that it had just a hint of color and last week we talked about it on our show laura i remember you were asking about the colors and stuff like that and i just i thought i was like oh this is perfect laura she likes a little bit of color well, too it turned <laughs> off to just black and white to me that's just so visually like exhausting that I need some splashes oh, of color in there to kind of help guide the story along. And your color usage is very strategic. Like what Jacob was saying, you 
purposefully used color, not just to fill a panel, but to express what was happening in that scene. Um, I read the full the full thing. I got a sneak peek, guys. Don't be jealous. Oh. I, wanted, and, I didn't know if I could say so. That's why I was like, oh, I can write the preview. We got a, <laughs> we got a preview. And this book is it's very, very well done. But Jen, did you want to ask Alice anything about like the internal panels, about some of the scenes or anything? Uh, well, I mean, okay. So if there's any, if there's any like younger or parents who are like, oh, this looks like a cool book. I'll get my, I'll get my kid. I would probably say don't buy it for your kid. Uh, <laughs> I would say like 15, 16 and older. That sounds about right to me. Right. Like, but I mean, I thought it was really well done. Like I, yeah, like you were all saying about the, the color and like, because it's one of the reasons why I didn't, I didn't initially read uh, Walking Dead is because I flipped through it and I was like, eh. and then like with this, like from the get go, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And it keeps you like, it just keeps you going. Like, but uh, when you guys came up with some of these panels, like I love how, especially like on the, what we're seeing right now, um, mm -hmm. how like you don't do the, like where it says, ah, like I can't point, I wish I could. Um, it's right there, so, no, wait, right there. I'm right there. Like I, 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 is there a way that you you come up with like like when do you know I don't know how to ask this question when do you know to like do not typical oh like, like how do I f decide how the paneling kind of yeah 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 um well actually Jacob is very is pretty specific <laughs> in his script about his paneling. <laughs> Um, like, you know, he'll say panel one is this, panel two is this. And then if he's like, if he really, ha I mean, it, it varies, but like, like, for example, the left hand page that we're looking at, like the, the top four panels, he wanted them exactly like that. And I, I remember like, I tried to kind of, um, like, I remember my, some of my, earlier sketches were a different layout and he's like no <laughs> like you, you, i need the four panels like this but then uh, like on the on this page on the right i think um i actually don't really remember but i think my rough sketches looked really similar to it so i didn't change much and and i guess like um like because i know that cuz i so i do my layouts in uh, two page spreads and uh, wait, this actually these aren't the pages that go. They don't go together. No, I purposely oh, okay, okay. chopped them up because I didn't want to give too much of the book away. So I kind of like, yeah, sorry. Okay, that's okay. Uh, I, I was just realizing because because then I was saying like on um because I work in two page spreads and then so like for example if this had been the left side page then then um it would um like then I imagine that the right side would be like more dynamic since the oh. left side is a bit more square. So I think of like how I want to draw the reader's eyes from like the left side to the bottom and then to the top right and to the bottom right. So that's like something- That's um, so cool, Alice. keeping in so my mind. Cool. Yeah, uh, Alice does a really great <laughs> job with this stuff. I mean, I, I definitely am guilty of being pretty specific, but I also, <laughs> but I also <laughs> want Alice to contribute as much as and to you know flex her own creativity and Alice will often add in panels or take away panels as she sees fit like I know the page we're on the right we're looking at now 
you know, I hadn't, I, it wasn't my idea to put a close up in there, but Alice wanted to put the close up in. Um, so she'll often heighten moments that she feels need just a little extra bit of punch. Um, and, you know, then there are certain scenes where it's important to me that, like, you know, the example she said on the left there, that it's a progression of the same basic image, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I, a lot of that comes from my film background, which is where I primarily work in TV. Um, and, you know, I didn't go to school for comics. I went there, you know, I went to school for film and everything. So like you're seeing this as a storyboard. Yeah. So kind of always directing on the page in my mind a little bit. And one of the things that drew me to writing comics in the first place was every time I wrote a, a screenplay, people would say, you're directing on the page too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can I do that without anyone yelling at me? Um, comics. Comics, yeah. Comics. And again, you found a partner here that it seems like that's kind of what we're trying to discuss here and illuminate to people that are watching that the author and the interior artist kind of have to be on the same page and work together. Right. As a team. It's, a lot of back, it's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. And right. uh, Alice and I have developed a, a nice workflow I really love. It, it kind yeah. of reminds me a bit of like the Marvel method, right? How the artist and the writer like really do work together. I feel like sometimes people just get really here's the story go. And then, then the artist yeah. does like what, you know, but like when you guys collaborate, that's where you, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, the Marvel method, I haven't, I haven't done that exactly yet. It's um, a mixture. My understanding is they like, they work with the editors a lot. And I, I heard someone say that like, they don't write the dialogue first. Like they just kind of write out the scenes and then they let the artist figure out the flow of, this, of the yeah. scenes. And then they add the dialogue back in. Yeah, that's what like like Stanley would tell the yeah. Yeah, artist like here here oh, this is what the story to be about, and yep. then I was like okay I'll go. But you guys have like a cool like mixture, and like that I think is is it's really unique. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. Uh, we're we're fighting a bit of a deadline, and so we're going we're going uh -huh. off script on our on our last issue where I think the script I just gave Alice I said I don't know what the dialogue is for most of this. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, like. Um... I mean, in in terms of that, like, usually, uh, I I remember actually every issue has been like the the workflow has been evolving mm -hmm. or devolving. I don't know, <laughs> like <laughs> maybe. Um, but I know I remember in the first issue, like I was very conscious of the every line of dialogue, and like I would uh, draw preemptive bubbles and stuff like that. And eventually, I just, like, didn't really, I mean, I cared. Like, I read it, you know? <laughs> I know what they're saying. I know what's going on. But if I think, if I, like, keep the dialogue in my mind too much, like, I, I felt like it restricted me a bit mm -hmm. in how the story um, was being told visually. So I think uh, from the second issue, I, I, I stopped drawing, like, space for bubbles, and I just... Uh, <laughs> I was just going by the descriptions, um, but like, thankfully, we have a really great letter <laughs> who's helping me, helping us out with all of that. Um, well, and I noticed that you were doing that, and so starting there, I started doing another pass, and then refining and changing the dialogue to fit your art. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, cool! That's so incredible how everything is just constantly evolving based on what one of you is putting out and what one of you is seeing from the other. That's, that's so cool. I hope that you guys that are watching out there can appreciate the process that goes into these books. They're, they're 
their artwork. This is it's all like people say comics are very simple and easy, just a breeze. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, like I, I could give. Uh, do you want like a really rough like uh, overview of how we? Um, um, yes, please. Like, draw the or create like one issue. Yeah. Um. So, uh, basically, Jacob will send me the script. And then I do a really rough layout pass. So I go through and I draw I, I draw the boxes and then I kind of sketch out the person. Like, are they on the left side, the right side? <laughs> and um, I try to like get uh, an idea of how I want the, the shape of like where the eye is going per page. And then also, um, like the program I use is called Clip Studio Paint. And I can look at all the pages at the same time. And like, I, I really like zoom out and try to see like, okay, this, like this section here of like four pages or something is the most like exciting part. So we want the panels to be bigger and like have more contrast and stuff like that. And, I, and I'm thinking about that in the really rough layout process. Um, and then I send that to Jacob. He will go through and he's like, he's pretty thorough. And I'm, I'm very glad that he can decipher my <laughs> sketches. They're, they're pretty rough in the beginning. <laughs> so he'll tell me like, um, oh, in this particular scene, I really want uh, the two characters to face a certain way or like I want a certain angle. So it's, um, he'll tell me exactly what he wants if there's like an issue for certain parts, but usually he's like very um, accepting of my interpretation. <laughs> and then your book too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true. Um, and oh. then and then I do the like what what is essentially well okay I don't really do a pencil pass I would say I just go straight into inking, and then um, I do. I, I do all the inking and then I send that to Jacob again and then he might have a couple of more revisions because um, you know between the really rough sketch and then the finalized line art it, it could look different or their exp the expressions definitely um, like you, you it's different <laughs> once once it's the final line art. God, that sounds and so then, You're like, when I write like four different, like three paragraphs about one, what one face looks like. Oh my gosh. Like I'm sitting here like, it, yeah, it sounds like, oh, this and this, but you're, there's like 18 steps in between where you oh, start. It. Yeah. And then I started compiling, Jacob, I started compiling all your notes in like a separate like word talk. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, Jacob. You can just call me a parent. Just yeah, so, so yeah, it's, it's pretty long. Major um, pain, like, very long-winded. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, you're just particular. I'm a little particular. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That's a good mm -hmm. way of putting it. Sure. Uh, yeah, I would like. I would say there's advantages and disadvantages to like how particular a writer is because I've worked with writers that kind of let me do whatever, but. Like um, a writer that like Jacob, who has a really clear vision, it's also fun to explore and like see how you can make that come to life. That's How'd she do, Jacob? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just like completely in love with everything. Um, it, it's sorry, I do not want Microsoft updates ever. <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> um, so. 
Um, what was I going to say? You're really happy with her. Yeah, and I've been evolving throughout the process with Alice too, and um, I, 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 I know I'm a particular person, and and I do often have a really specific idea because that's also just the way I write. Um, and I, um, but I, I, but collaboration is one of my favorite things, and. You know, even though, uh, so I, I can be very forceful and effusive in what the vision I see, but I, but I always also want to be challenged because I also never trust myself. <laughs> like I'm, I'm never quite sure that what I'm doing is right or the right direction, but it's got to start somewhere. And so I try and be as specific as possible in what the intention is. Um, and, you know, then Alice will come up with stuff that then shifts me in a different direction because of what she thinks. And it's just kind of the way that, you know, I like working with people who, you know, who are adaptable, but also are, are unafraid to put forth their own ideas. And trying to find that balance can be really tough because, you know, a lot of people, if you're too specific, I've noticed that can shut them down. You know, they feel too stifled and they like, well, I have nothing to contribute here. So, you know, just, just tell me what you want and I'll just do that. And then people just become button pushers or something. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I'm not on button pushers for art, but, you know, like in editing or other things, you know. Um, and then... You lucked out that. Yeah. Synergy, and you guys created something amazing together. And like I, you said, it's evolving all the time, you know. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll still be learning about each other by the time we finish this. <laughs> very, very cool. Uh, before we let you guys go, I know we're kind of running a little over here, but before we let you guys go, Alice, we wanted to ask you about your Pride and Prejudice adaption that you're doing. Oh, yes. Um, so this this was something that I've been working on since, like, I think 2016. So back when I first uh, left, the like, a game company. Um, and um, I just, this is just, like, my own <laughs> project. And I, like, I, obviously, I really like Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice. Right. And... Um, like when I I was looking for comic adaptations um, since I like reading that kind of thing, and I th I think uh, um, around that time like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies came out, and um, like that was <laughs> right. That I mean it was oh, cute, right. and um, yeah. <laughs> it was different. And, it was different. Yeah, <laughs> and like there there were uh, there was the movie with like Kira Knightley. And I think just seeing um, different interpretations of it, I, it made me want to try making my own. And oh yes, uh, I think Marvel did one. So I think I read the Marvel adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Mm. Um, and I don't, I don't know, like it was okay. <laughs> Is it Pride and Prejudice with mutant powers? No, no, no. It was it was a very like straight adaptation, but uh, in my in my opinion, <laughs> it was like way too literal. I don't even think they edited the text much. They kind of just like dropped uh, paragraphs. Okay. I feel like I'm like, I'm like <laughs> that makes sense. Sometimes you do I'm see that. <laughs> yeah, so like the the art was very pretty, but they kind yeah. of just dropped like paragraphs from the book, like straight into text bubbles, and I felt like. It, it wasn't really like a comic adaptation. It wasn't mm -hmm. taking advantage of um, the, the uh, yeah of the medium um, to present the story. So I just 
decided to, and I've I've always like sketched the characters for fun. Like I I like to design characters from books, just like in general. Like when I read a book, I like. So that that's just my personal thing. And um, uh, volume one, which has around two hundred pages. Like I just uh, once I had enough pages to make the first volume, I just like printed. Um, some copies and <laughs> started like selling them on my own. <laughs> so that's fantastic. So if yeah. anyone's interested in finding uh, kind of your progress, they go to Yumi Darling. Uh, yes, uh, yes, you can go to YumiDarling.com. Um, it has a link to my Etsy. So on my Etsy, I have the book for sale. Like, and um, or I don't know, you could email me. <laughs> I'll send you one. Hey, reach out to her, you guys. In her Etsy yeah. shop, you do like keychains. I was I was kind of shopping slash stalking you and oh. going through all your stuff. I'm like, this is amazing. Oh yeah. And you you do some really, really cool risque stuff. Okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong oh, yeah. with that. I, I love it. Oh yeah. Uh, that that's like I guess that's one thing we didn't talk about. Oh yay! <laughs> yes. Oh yes, awesome. I have a slight obsession with Legend of Zelda as well. Oh, and this is the coolest thing because like it's a 3D cutout, but it's got a base. What? It's got a base that's Dark Link. Producer, make 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 up the base. And then Link stands on top of him in his shadow, and so oh, it's cool. It's yeah. really cool. It's just a little bit a little bit opaque, a little bit see through, so it takes light on really well. Cool little desktop. <laughs> oh yeah, that's badass! Just in time for our Valentine's presents mm -hmm. show that we're gonna be doing in a couple of weeks here. Yeah. Um, cool. Jacob, where can we find if people are wanting to get a hold of the Eighth Immortal? Where do we go? What do we do? Uh, you know, run, don't walk. Uh, <laughs> uh, local comic book shops. I mean, that's where all this stuff happens. Um, it's it's available for pre-order. Um, if still on the uh, the publisher's website, the publisher SourcePoint Press, who's been awesome to work with. Um, their site, the, their parent company is called Oxi Media. So that's the website where you can get it directly from the publisher. And they also give uh, free PDFs of the first issue. Um, so you can check it out and test it out, you know, and then decide, hey, this look would book would look much better in my actual greedy, grubby hands. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> um, it's through Diamond, um, the uh, the code. I think, I don't know if does this chat come up or do I need to say this? Uh, uh, Jen has it, I think. Jen, what's the code? Uh, NOV201521. So if you just give that to your LLC. LCS. LCS. <laughs> yeah, we'll be able to get it. You can Google it. It'll pop up uh, on different if you, you know, don't want to run out in the middle of a pandemic to a comic book store either. Um, but you can call them. Phones exist. Um, yeah, and uh, issues one through three are available to order still. Um, issue four is going up for pre-order in uh, the next issue of the next catalog of previews. So in about two weeks. Um, and they'll be coming out monthly. The first one drops on uh, January 27th. And then every last Wednesday of the month until we get all four out. What do you think, girls? Are we sold? Hell yes. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You guys, anybody out there watching, make sure that you pick this one up. I've already, I think all three of us have read issue one and it's fantastic. Um, oh, storyline. Oh, it's, it's so good. And Alice, the way that you depict the story with your artwork is perfect. He, honestly, <laughs> I couldn't, I can't even try to imagine a better pairing than the two of you. you so both we've gotten a couple of uh, a couple of reviews and they've been 
really positive, but there's been a consistent through line that like the art is really what sells this book. It's amazing. <laughs> Writing, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board. If you pick up this book just for Alice, you made a good get it together. Get it together. <laughs> hey, when you're, when you're flying at the backs of Titan, times before. No, I think the story really like. Hmm, I don't know. I don't want to spoil, but it, it has a really good conclusion. Con conclusion. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you like it? I just sent it to Alice yeah. like two days ago. You happy? So yeah. <laughs> Okay, good. All right. Very nice. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out. We sincerely appreciate it. Hopefully we'll be able to convince you guys to come back sure. as the story progresses so we can keep reviewing and letting people out there know that the eighth immortal is not one that you want to pass on. You want to pick this up while you can. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. I didn't even ask you any questions. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to ask? Go ahead. Oh, who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> what you even out? I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm, I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like I just, I always feel awkward. Like at the end of interviews, I'm like, God, I just did all this talking, and I was so rude. I didn't ask any questions about them. Like nobody like, cares about us. Nobody cares. They, they know who we are. All that matters is that you two produced an amazing book, and you need to get your asses to the store and pick this thing up. All right. Have a great night, you guys. Thank you so much for joining Comic Book Women. Be sure to find Alice at YouMeDarling on Instagram. And Jacob, what was your handle? Surlier Than Thou. Surlier mm. Than Thou on Instagram. Follow Instagram both of them. Instagram and Twitter if you just want to hear me uh, yell about hockey a lot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Have a great night, guys. We are out. Quick shout out to our sponsors over at Bird City Comics. Head over to their website for an additional 15% off your entire order when you use code CBW15. Back to the show. All right, guys, we are on to segment two. As I mentioned at the beginning, we are doing a spotlight for birthday girl, Jenny Frizen. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I know, right? She's amazing. So, Lucy, I know you're a huge fan of her stuff. Why is she important to you? Well, not only because she's extremely talented, right. um, I think it it just, you know, like she's such a beautiful woman and I, I, oh my God, I can say so much about her. Like I, every cover she does, it, it's just on point, you know, like I, I don't think I ever seen a cover that it's like, oh, there's better ones, you know, I, I just love every cover and I need every cover, <laughs> whatever she does, you know, um, and you're a huge Wonder Woman fan, right? Yes, I love, yes, yeah. And that's how I fell in love with her art, actually. Uh, uh, when she started doing Wonder Woman, I was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Like, I just, mm -hmm. you know, again, at the time, I was kind of new to to the com comics and stuff like that. So I just, uh, um, I started picking up everything that she was coming coming with, you know, every cover that it's like, I need it. And uh, I need this in my life. This. And um, a lot of the times, like I end up with doubles and, and uh, because I just love this so much. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh, my God, I don't need doubles. Right. I need to take it easy. Uh, but yeah, I, I I just love like I just feel like she should be getting more love in the community more. I know everybody loves her, but I, I just feel like she doesn't get that much love that she deserves. Well, she started with Wonder Woman in that huge contract, but now she signed on to this incredible contract with Boom Studios. She's taking over Something is Killing the Children. You think Something is Killing the Children, you think Jenny Frizen. 
right? Mm -hmm. Jen, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, so Jenny Friesen, it's, it's interesting to see artists when they first really burst on scene and people are like, wow, this person's awesome. Cause she did have it a couple years ago where she was like the it artist. But like, I feel like after some time, like she still, but her stuff has been getting better and better and better and better and better. Whereas in other artists who've, you know, popped onto the scene, like it's like a, a year or two, but she's always like right there in that background, especially, yeah, with uh, someone's killing children, like, man, she's just so talented. She's just, yeah. So the girls and I had the incredible challenge of trying to pick our favorites. We're like, okay, we have enough time to maybe each of us highlight one cover that we really just are drawn to, even though they're all stunning. And if we had it our way, we would pick every single one. Just a quick reminder, make sure you subscribe, leave us a comment, give us a thumbs up, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you. Yeah, I guess that's like, I'm, oh, that's true. That's like the first one that I was just kind of, but I like it because it looks creepy. It, well, what, what do you think she was going for here? Well, it's a creepy Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess she nailed it in that sense. When I looked at this one, I would not have thought Jenny Frizen looking at this cover. Well, it was her first uh, commissioned piece. Right. right. First, like breaking onto the scene, but with publishing, it kind of like, Technically, the Voltron came out first, and then this one came out. But yeah. yeah, the Voltron. She said she got that because she didn't screw up Hash and Slash, so she got <laughs> that commission kind of off of the first one. But these, yeah, that technically Hack and Slash with her was her first hired job, and then she moved on to Voltron. Voltron, I, mean, I think, looks more like her. What do you think, yeah. Lucy? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're fine, <laughs> Jen. What do you think on Voltron? I I love this cover. I have never found it. Um, and back issue been as of yet. Yeah, I never seen it. I was talking to Anthony about that too, and you can't find either of these. It seems like. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Some comic book store in the middle of nowhere has like chasm. Just got to keep digging. That's that's the key there, right? Digging. <laughs> Have patience. Oh, geez. And then you guys can see the picture of her there, which is what Lucy was talking about. She's like stunning. Gorgeous. On the outside, she's just like, she reminds me of Natalie Sanders, or Saunders, sorry. Natalie Saunders, she has that same physical beauty that matches what she does in her artwork. And she said that she actually uses herself as a reference for a lot of her artwork. How cool is that? You just stare in the mirror and you turn yourself into Catwoman. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's, she's one of the few artists that um, every year she goes to see 2E2 and she just seems like she's talented. And then from far away, I'm like, oh, she seems so cool. And then they're like, oh, go talk to her, go buy some of her stuff on the table. And then every year I'm like, and I don't get starstruck. Like I, I, I've met a lot of people. I've seen a lot of different people. Like I got to meet Anderson Silva, the fighter. Like I, he, I got starstruck with him too. But like <laughs> few, few people that I've met in my life where I'm like, I, get, I, I, I feel it. And she, yeah, she's one of the people where I'm like, I would like to one day, just not, not ready yet. Oh, you need to feel, build that confidence. Look so cute. We'll be we'll be your wing women. Lucy and I will go on each side of you and we'll just charge up to Jenny and be like, yeah. meet our girl Jen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start Jeez. a conversation. Don't worry. We'll start yeah. a conversation. And you'll easy you ease, you know, into the conversation. Well, Don't worry. We got you. The thing <laughs> is, like I really there's um like my big goal is to get a commission from her someday, but I heard through the grapevine that like, she doesn't really do that as much anymore. Um, which I mean, she's almost always busy and it's understandable, but like my dream, um, 
Kanan uh, number one, the blank cover, is to have her do uh, a Sabine run. Hmm. I oh. think she's going to do a cool job doing that. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, imagine how many, like, requests that she gets that she probably has to kind of, like, put a limit to it. Yeah, she has to kind of bide her time. I know that there's a signing going with her right now. I'll have to find out who the group was. Oh, but somebody's yeah. Yes. Did you hear about this too? Yeah, I saw a post on 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 Instagram. Uh, oh my god, it was a store. I'll look for it. I'll, 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 I'll find it. it too. There's something going on right now where you can you have until March 1st if you want to have her sign something. You can mail it into this group. I'll get some more details for you. But all right, so let's get moving on to the next part. I thought that it would be prudent for us to talk a little bit about where she got her inspiration for her artwork. So Alfonso Muha, and no, I am not pronouncing that wrong. Contrary to popular belief, it is pronounced Muha, not Mucha, was one of the big artists that she drew inspiration from. He is a Czech artist that was uh, very prominent during the Art Nouveau movement. Are you guys familiar with that? I am not. God, I'm nerding out here. I told you guys, art is my thing. Uh, he was a painter, an illustrator, a graphic artist, and he was known uh, predominantly, sorry, for his posters that he did. Uh, so the Art Nouveau movement, this took place between, I think like 1890 to 1910. This is where you saw a lot of decorative ornamental type artwork. You saw flowing lines and patterns with the flowers and the leaves. And she said in multiple interviews that a lot of her artwork was drawn from him, hmm. that she's kind of taken a lot of inspiration from him. So I put up on the left, you can see here one of Frizen's pieces. I can you, see the similarities. Right? Don't you just, you start to look at her stuff differently because aside from the flowing lines, you look at the use of the same art palettes. You're using that sunset orange and those reds and the it's yellows. Warm, yeah, warm, yeah, it's a warm tone. Exactly. Very, very warm. And so I put up one of his paintings versus hers. And the background of this slide, too, is another. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then you know what? I, right now that you're just saying it, I just realized I always am more into the whole, like the warm tones, even like with photos and stuff like that. Like, uh, uh, I like that warm and, you know, uh, better. So I think that's why that's another thing that kind of, I feel like uh, it kind of draws like towards her stuff, you know? Yeah, it creates kind of a sense of warm intimacy in a weird way. Even though it's just a it's just a piece of artwork, you're still like, okay, I feel that. What and do you think, like, Jen? Go ahead, Jen. Oh, oh, uh, I was just gonna say like, um, I didn't know that about her, so that's a really cool, interesting <laughs> fact. Um, but then also like when she goes like really dark and like there's that one uh, one woman cover where it's just her face and the fifty nine, like, the black dot. Yeah, and you're just like, whoa, it's an hour. It, right huh witching hour the one that she yes did? yeah mm. like she does a great job with that like i just she's really talented <laughs> <laughs> see, like this one i was gonna say like this one right here you could see like for a second if you just look at her face like the hair and everything you kind of forget that she is actually wonder woman mm. you know like just looking at it right now it's like what does it look like to you lucy yeah, um, it looks like a freaking saint. A like, saint that, that you hang on your like. You're gonna pray to it. <laughs> Have a candle of this, you know, on your mantle. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> protect me, Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's it's true. You look at this, you're like, okay, this isn't this isn't just a comic book character. This is something. Yeah. But again, so much of her style is rooted in this art mm -hmm. movement that started over a hundred years ago. Yeah. And it makes you really look at her stuff through a different lens if you can think of it from an artistic point of view. And then you have Alfonso over there just staring at her stuff. I think he's approving. What do you think? Probably. I think so. I think I think you'd be happy with this. Yeah. And that's the other thing. You guys know how many of her her covers have like a pattern of roses kind of framing the face and how often she uses floral and leaf patterns. Again, all goes back to the uh, Nouveau movement. Unpack. Nice. I love it. Kind kind of interesting. I again, I'm nerding out here. I told you guys I'm really into art. This stuff is fascinating to me. How something can last decades and centuries, and that style is still translated into modern projects. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So now we're going to move on to our picks. Lucy, you're up first. Oh, I love this one. I mean, I love how you did this. Like you can see the transition, you know. And I even before color, you could just tell already how beautiful it is you know like oh, I, I i just love this cover out of there's so many that i love you know and like you said it's really hard really really hard just to pick one and, and um i picked this one because this one right now is my screensaver <laughs> i had to take a picture and, and yeah this is i i just love the dark colors but then the red the way it pops so I, I, it's just such a beautiful cover. <laughs> no, it is. It's gorgeous. And I was trying to purposely show here the process. Jen, what do you think of that? I I really like that. And I think I've seen it a couple of times where she actually will um, sell these pieces and mm -hmm. like, oh man, it'd be, it'd be like, e e either she sells uh, like, yeah, she sells the pieces, but then uh, you can get like a copy of it as, as a poster. I think they're around 50 bucks usually at Comic Cons. Like, but every time I see one of these, I'm like, oh man, it's so beautiful, especially in person. I can only imagine. Have you seen one of her OAs in person? Ooh. She has them up. That's the thing, is that like I get up enough courage to get close to the table and people are always like <laughs> talking to her. And we're flipping through like like she has her stuff out. And then like I see the price and I'm like, oh God, um, I gotta save up. Like <laughs> but then when it's like my turn, I just kind of just walk. I just keep walking. I'm like, Oop. yeah, yeah. Jen, come on! You got to approach that table. Find that Lucy braveness and just approach it. Come on, <laughs> pretend we're with you. Yes, just uh, how, how do you uh, use your inner Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Channel it and approach her. Yeah, I yeah, saw one on eBay. Uh, what was the? There was an eBay pricing for her OA, which I think was close to two grand if you wanted like just a sketch okay. version of something she was doing. So she's definitely pulling that audience, but let's, let's talk about the process here. So you start with the digital. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I'm old fashioned, but digital to me has always just seemed like, eh. you know, if you're good enough with the computer, you can do that. And I'm going to get so much shit for this, but I've never really been that drawn to people that use <laughs> drawn to people that use a, <laughs> a lot of the digital stuff because I feel like it's kind of cheating, right? And so I'm like, okay, great. But then you look at her her outline here and you're like, okay, better. And then she moves on to her sketches. And that's where you can see that this woman has 
a multifaceted talent. She's not just a digital, uh, what do artist. you call it? Artist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She, she can go across all the different realms and her sketches here again, now that we did a little bit of homework, you can see where she is using so much of that inspiration in the, what do you call that? Cape? Yeah. The Cape. She's using those flowing lines that are very indicative of the same thing that Muha would have used in his stuff. And then once she adds the color, like Lucy was saying, you add those pops of red and suddenly your eyes drawn to certain focal points and it creates mm -hmm. this incredibly powerful piece. And what better person to illustrate Wonder Woman, who's, mm -hmm. I mean, she's feminine, but powerful. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. know if I worded that right. No, you worded it great. Yes, you <laughs> I, I told you guys, I, I nerd out over art. So I just, I watched this process of what she's doing and it's like, holy hell, no wonder Lucy picks this. Cause then look at the final image. She's looking off like she can conquer anything. Oh yeah. She looks like a badass. She will kick your ass. Oh, I understand why this is your spirit animal, Lucy. This is you embodied into a comic book character. I, <laughs> I see it so well. Oh, say something. She's like, after a truth, I got my sword, I got my shield, go. bring it. Yep, yep, there you go. Anything to add? Uh, I, I agree with you um, when it comes to uh, digital. Like, for a really long time, I was just like, eh. Like, yeah. I, I, I rather pencils, inks, right? Like, old school. Um, but recently, when I've been trying to, like, play with it, I'm like, oh, this is actually really hard. But I will say yeah. that there's artists who still take people's images and then just, like, mess with a little bit. That I still am like... Okay, that's not fair because you're using the the, the 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 groundwork of someone else's art to like mix stuff Ooh, up. Are we talking bit. about somebody specific? Yeah, who who are you referring to there, Jen? I think there's at least two two one person, two people that come to mind this past this past uh, year that kind of got in trouble a little bit in 2020. Hmm. You guys uh, can do yeah. your research there, <laughs> figure out who she's talking about because yeah. she's not going to tell. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree with you guys too. Like, and I was, I was going to say that too. Like at first at the beginning when I, I was seeing people like, you know, uh, they do everything like, you know, digital, but I'm like thinking like, again, like you guys, it's kind of like, I guess cheating, you know, but then seeing now Instagram makes it so in, in social media makes it so much easier when they're, they go live or they just record and they're showing you their progress. And I'm like, Oh shoot, that, that seems pretty hard because it i mean little thing it, it you can just mess up you know and kind of have to go back and it, it's it, i guess it's difficult it, it's um um how would you say like they you have to have um like an acquired skill like yeah, it's still skill, a skill. Oh, yeah you have to have a skill to be able to do i know i wouldn't be able i'm not i'm not even good with pencil and paper imagine freaking now yeah Quick shout out to our sponsors over at Bird City Comics. Head over to their website for an additional 15% off your entire order when you use code CBW15. Back to the show. All right, so Jen, this was your pick. You chose Serenity, which Firefly is one of my favorites, but go ahead, talk. What do you, what do you have to say about this one? So, yeah, uh, I love Firefly, uh, the TV series and Serenity, the movie. Um, mm -hmm. This comic is a Comic-Con exclusive, I think from 2014. Uh, and I love Inara. Like she was a really cool character in that series. Uh, 
And when I found out about this, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like try to hunt this down. And then when I saw the prices, I was like, hmm, I'm gonna try to find <laughs> the back issue bin. Um, and to this day, I'm still not successful, but like it's, I thought she did a great job. Um, I think it's limited to a thousand copies. Oh, wow. From okay. You can see Laura again, this one kind of like now that other, now that we know about where she gets her inspiration, it reminds me that style again. Yeah. A plus Lucy, A plus from your art teacher. <laughs> no, you're right. She did the, what, what parts are you saying? Can you see the similarities? Well, see the flower right there again. And like the little things, like the, the way her clothes look, the, the fabric. Like, yeah. The fabric, like how it is. And, and it kind of runs down the same thing, kind of like wonder woman. It, it's kind of, again, like the way it, it has, I see the connections now. Thank you, teacher. I've changed your views <laughs> on the prison. You're going to look oh, at something like, I see flowing lines. Yes. I see a pattern and the coloring and everything. So, Jen, for people who haven't seen Firefly, can you explain how, why does this cover capture capture the character? So, uh, Inara is a companion, uh, a companion in our native language, which be kind of <laughs> she's a prostitute. Of, Let's just well, say it. I was gonna say woman of the night. Oh, <laughs> when I went, I, well, I went with the whore, and then Laura went. With the <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. Okay, so companions in in Firefly are like trained and they're certified. So it's kind of like is it sweet Switzerland? Where How do you get like, certified in the seduction well, processes? Well, because it, 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 it talks and oh, okay, <laughs> some of the episodes uh, actually kind of delve, delve into it. Like sometimes people just want companion just to like talk to and be around and like mm. feel special, right? It doesn't sound always sexual, but sometimes it usually is. But like mm. it's it, it's tuning into their client and like trying to figure out what they want without them having to say it. Um, she like, like it's just a really interesting character because she's trained. She has like a, like a kind of like a guild she has to go back to and like it just yeah I guess so Switzerland right you have to have like a to get like checks and stuff yeah um, I think her role there is to act like you said as a companion and interpret the needs of whoever she's with yeah. so she can just be going to a, a ball which I believe that still happens nowadays right can't you be hired oh. just to like attend a wedding or oh, attend a so. business event. Yeah. Well, she was in movies about it, so yeah. It's not it's sexual, just, it's just companionship. Yeah. And then, like, it just, and I know, like, the captain, uh, Mel, uh, doesn't, he kind of looks, he likes her, but he looks down on her work, but, mm -hmm. I mean, throughout the series, I think they just did a great job, like, with her character and, like, her uh, friendship with uh, the the mechanic. Oh, shoot. Oh, I don't remember his name either. I watched the series with Anne. And oh, no, the, the, the mechanic, the Kaylee? With overalls, yeah, I think I think that's right. It's been it's been I, a little bit. I gotta rewatch that series now. It's only fourteen yeah, episodes. No, I want to watch. And then, uh, so watch Firefly first. I think it's like fourteen episodes, and then mm -hmm. it got canceled. But then mm -hmm. the fans got so much like got so behind this. Uh, there's actually a whole fan group called the the Browncoats, and mm -hmm. they got a movie made. So see the mm -hmm. TV series first, and then watch. It's called Serenity. It's Holy so moly, it's beautiful. Like the, the photographer did a great job. So I just feel like seeing this from her, like, like Jenny just did a great job. I don't know if she watched Firefly or Serenity, but I just felt like when I saw this cover, like she encapsulated this character and that series 
in this one picture so great like because it most likely that's probably on her so inara lives on the ship but in a shuttle mm -hmm. uh on uh firefly or trying to wait okay yeah the, the, the main ship shoot she's it, in like her own little like apartment i guess is what you would yeah. call it so when she has visitors lucy she's separated from everybody else i'll put it that mm, way so elegant it's cool she did, she did a great job <laughs> but jen I, I gotta ask you i'm putting you on the spot here when you think seduction it's all in the it's in the eyes it's in the eyes which is what she nailed mm -hmm. look at look at the eyes here she's saying if you could afford it <laughs> Am I right? Your girl. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's so key. Again, Lucy, you got to watch this with that character. It's all about seduction and it's not necessarily sexual seduction. It could even just be like Jen was saying. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you have, again, this, the whole process of how she went about creating this cover. And I love that Jen chose it because it just gives it a, you think Jennifer is in Wonder Woman, which mm -hmm. we had to, we had to highlight, but here's a different character and she nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything yeah. to add, girls? Um, Just beautiful. I want Lucy to watch that TV series now. I yeah, know. I <laughs> I'll watch it, girls. I will. That yeah. is your homework. All right, moving on. So the next pick, this was mine. I chose Beauty. Um, I struggled like you guys did with trying to find a cover that I thought <sighs> expressed my gratitude for her as an artist. This one, I remember we got it when I first started working at Bird City and I was like, wow, this is, this is gorgeous. And the cover, I'm sorry, I judged the book by its cover. I thought, okay, I'm going to read this shit. What is this book about? Cause you look at this and you're like, okay, it's called beauty, but she has like yes. this smoke or this, some type of essence coming out of her eyes, out of her, like her arms, her mouth, her nose. And I'm like, okay, this, this is interesting. So I read the book. Have you guys read this? I actually have the first volume it was given to me uh i think it was like one of those instagram giveaways um by one of the guys and uh uh he gave it to me and i still haven't read it but i know uh one of my friends chris he's always talking about this and for a long time he kept saying you guys need to buy this book you guys need to forget this book nobody listened to him and now it's like freaking hundred dollars or something like that oh yeah it's it's difficult to find i think i think on ebay it's like 60 or 70 if you want this okay. specific cover yeah it's it's pretty it's up there it used to be four bucks but the premise of this story you guys are gonna love this so beauty it's a sexually transmitted disease so if you have sex with somebody and they transmit it to you you wake up and you're beautiful so now you have this population of beautiful people who are essentially infected by beauty which causes this division so you have half the people who aren't infected who hate the beautiful people who are infected and, and i don't want to give too much away but that that's the premise of it is that oh. beauty is an std a lot of the people have caught it and it creates all things come at a cost right so it creates a cost i'll put it that way and but it comes at, at a terrible cost, right? Uh, yes, yes. And I so this, this cover is kind of showing. <laughs> this cover is showing kind of what the cost is. But again, Jenny Frizen kicks its ass. Look at this cover. Look at the eyes. Again, the eyes. It's always the eyes. It is. Even with what Jen was saying with Wonder Woman 59, it's that haunting, 
use of light. It's that haunting use of dark colors. And here, the way she uses light is incredible to me. You have that lightning effect going down the cheek. The nostrils are in flare. The mouth is spewing out whatever this is. I'm not going to say what it is, but you have to read the book. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think anybody could have done this cover better. You could be walking through the bookstore. And if you see this, you're like, oh shit, I want to read that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she did several copies, right? I mean, several um, issues. Uh, of this of beauty? Covers. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. Let me see. Because I, I think it might be. Hell, you better tell me if she did. I, I have this one, luckily. Because like I said, when I first started at Bird City, we happened to have this in. It was one of the new books. Uh, oh, I got your address. Uh, yeah. Where do you keep it? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say she did. I'm not telling. I, I don't see it. I want to. I'm pretty sure she did a uh, few covers, like maybe the last, the last ones. But I remember, I believe, seeing because I remember when I worked at the store, uh, only one person had this uh, on their pool. Hmm. That was the first time I, I heard of this. Long time ago. Yeah, this is before she was huge. Jen, what do you think of the difference between the black and white version versus the color? I mean, I, I kind of like the color version a tiny bit more just because it really does like make you hone in on those like certain areas, especially like around like, yeah, her, her, the eyes and the lips. But mm-hmm. just the black and white, like it, it, it'd be really cool to own. I, I just, she did a great job. I keep saying that. I need to. <laughs> need to find this, Jen. You need to find it, Jenny. If you're out there and you're watching, Jen's a fan, so you have well, to kind of call her over. Hopefully, hopefully one day we'll have her over. You guys, yeah. send her messages. Tell her to come to our show. Start a movement <laughs> that we want Jenny Frizen. So, yeah. anyways, those were the three that the girls and I decided to highlight. As we mentioned before at the beginning of the show, there are so many covers here. And we chose to spotlight her because we believe it's her birthday today. If we are wrong, let us know. <laughs> but we think it's her birthday. If not, it's her birthday month, and she deserves a tribute. She does. All right. So anyways, that was it for us for tonight. We will be back next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Just a quick reminder, make sure you subscribe, leave us a comment, give us a thumbs up, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.